Hello, fellow Gritizens. Do you believe in your ability to navigate life's obstacles, but you're not always sure where to start? Well, lend me your ear, because here on Grow My Grit Podcast, we gather strength and inspiration from real people navigating real obstacles in real time with grit. I'm so grateful for the chance to connect guests and listeners who are ready to know, grow, and show their grit, perhaps best described as one's default settings in the face of obstacles. With our individual grit compass as our guide, one of the biggest opportunities available to us is identifying the strengths we already possess and we reliably bring to challenging situations. These insights into ourselves and into others allow us to explore obstacles with renewed passion and purpose. Are you ready? Welcome to Grow My Grit Podcast. I'm so grateful you've made time to tune in today. With us today is Danny Marino from Danny Holmes Realty. Danny's been a realtor for the last 12 years, and she's currently in the expansion phase of her business. She's in the top 10 small teams residential in Canada and top 25 small teams residential worldwide for Remax. She made all of this possible while raising two incredibly busy, incredibly gifted young children, and she's here with us today to talk about her grit. Danny, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Amazing. So the first thing I want to do that I love to start every episode is really inviting you to define your grit. So I'd love for you to share with us your G, R, I, and T words so we can just get to learn a little more about how you make all of these things happen in your life. Sure. So when you asked me to identify most with the words that you sent, I definitely chose goals, guidance, and gifts as my G word and relationships and responsibilities as my R word and integrity and intelligence as my I word and trust and theories for my T words. Ooh, quite the range. And again, lots of people end up choosing more than one because it just really speaks to where you're coming from. Others get really specific and choose one and there is no wrong answer. So I'm loving that you've given us such a thorough list. What I'd also love to know is, do you feel that your grit words compete with each other? Do you think they cooperate with each other? Or do you feel like they connect with each other? Yeah, I think they, I think in ways they connect, but I do find that they compete as well. So mm-hmm. in terms of connecting, um, I think my goals and sort of guidance is really rooted in the relationships that I have. So I think that, you know, with the relationships that I've built over the years, that allows me to do what I, I love doing. Mm-hmm. There's there's definitely, um, you know, integrity and intelligence and trust that form those relationships. So that's where I think my words connect. Mm-hmm. I think more recently, now that I've, you know, been in this expansion phase for the last few years, I, I see some, some conflict with maybe goals and then, you know, relationships more on a maybe personal level when you're trying to do all things and try to find that, you know, amazing work-life balance mm. that I, you know, I would argue doesn't exist. Um, but I, I, I see sometimes my, my goals and my passions in my business. Um, sometimes, you know, with relationships personally, um, there can be conflict there when you mm-hmm. descend, when you decide to scale or you decide to take on something new or a new project or a new vision. Um, you know, it's important to sort of step back and mm. all there's all relationships, not just business relationships. So yeah. that's sort of where I'm, I'm at right now. Amazing. Building on that same theme, 
Um, you also, part of what I get invite people to do is to consider their values as well as their grit words. So as part of the Grit Growth Guide experience, there is this opportunity to really check in with your values. And you listed family, mastery, and industry as your top three values. So I'd love to hear how these three values laid the foundation for Danny Holmes Realty. Yeah, I think I think my first value for a very long time was mastery. So it was to learn the industry and learn what makes for a successful team and a successful realtor and and what separates the 1% from the rest of my industry. And I think I focused so long and hard um, during my career on finding a system that works for me and my business. And, and that was really the focus for a very long time and still is. I think, you know, more recently becoming a mother and realizing that, you know, my time is not just my time anymore. Mm-hmm. And I have two little, you know, girls looking up to me. Um, I think definitely mastery in a different way to protect my family and to encourage them to do business if they want or find their passion, be an entrepreneur, but really find a way to show them that you can do both. Yep. And that's really important to me. And mm-hmm. I feel my values are are always shifting as a mother and a businesswoman mm-hmm. at the same time. So um yeah, and then industry, I love that word. Um, I never heard it used in that context, but sort of being efficient and productive in my space. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I'm always, and it's a, you know a passion of mine to sort of see how I can use my time more efficiently or be more productive or what's the latest you know system or software or tools of the trade that can help me be better professionally and personally mm-hmm. um, because obviously time is our most precious resource. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very interested in that. Um, and it's become a little bit of a, a passion project for me along the way. Okay, beautiful. And I want to take a bit of an offshoot from what you just said, because what I thought was amazing and fascinating is that when you reference mastery, sometimes there's the perception that you're mastering existing content. So I'm going to master so-and-so's approach to selling homes, or I'm going to master this life coach model. But what I th- believe I heard you say is that you actually wanted to master how you think about things and essentially create a new model. So can you talk a little bit about how you see the opportunity to put more of yourself out there for your clients, essentially knowing what's been done? Mm -hmm. So it isn't that you're going to recreate the particular real estate model. Um, How is it that you choose to put what you're thinking into a plan, like your 77 point marketing plan? How are you customizing and mastering at the same time? I think every time um, I, you know, a house sells or I have a buyer client and we do a transaction, I always reflect back on the process and think, you know, what was really positive about it? What mm-hmm. could I have improved on? Or what do I think my clients took away from that? So I try to think, um, I have a referral business. Yep. So every, all of my business is referral based. Yep. And I always think if they're going to refer me to somebody, what are they going to say about me? What mm-hmm. is that lasting impression of my, you know, my brand and my help and in the process? And I try to take that and make it better. Yep. So, or make it, you know, more um, systematized throughout mm-hmm. um, the business. And I feel like over the last 12 years, I've read all you know books <laughs> and sales training and mm-hmm. I still I'm still a student of the industry and I think I know what's out there mm-hmm. and I think I've picked and you know chose the things that resonate with me and that have been very successful for me. and now it's just replicating that every time. Mm-hmm. And not just for me now, but it, while I'm expanding, I have the responsibility to 
you know, teach and mentor through the things that work and that don't mm-hmm. and have the right systems in place to replicate the experience for other agents who want to take on the brand and the value proposition that we offer. Amazing. And then again, building on that too, what I also hear you say is that part of the idea of mastery and that value is allowing your clients to master some of the content and the skills that they need to make appropriate decisions and that they need to go forward. So I almost hear you saying that a little bit of mastering the West, an interesting way to master what you know is to pass it on and see if someone has understood, taken the information and kind of been able to use it for yourself? Do you find that as a service-oriented professional that there's a level of satisfaction, joy, reinforcement when you see that this plan you put in place or these steps you put in place to help people know how to make the right decisions, when you see them referencing those resources or referencing the information you gave them, does that make you think, okay, they get it. I taught it in a way or I packaged it in a way that when they have to make those decisions they're going to do what's right because I've mastered a way to communicate the needs. Yes, and I think that's that's half of the battle for sure is, mm. is having something that someone can replicate and and just really thrive on. It's a, it's a very fast-paced um, industry. Mm-hmm. It's always changing. There is no black and white. It's very gray and it's it's something that as a you know new person stepping in it can be really intimidating. So, I think if I can have something that somebody could follow and do a really great job, then that's half my job. But I also think there's a big part of that that you just, you can't teach. And I think that's really what I'm interested in is finding people that have the same value Mm -hmm. and the same work ethic. Because I think we are part of this person's journey for a relatively short amount of time, but Mm -hmm. it's such a profound and stressful and personal journey that you can't teach somebody to have integrity and you can't teach somebody to, um, you know, feel what, you know, their clients are feeling or put yourself in their shoes and and really want to do the best for them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's it's a balance of both is to, you know, follow a a proven process and follow proper instructions to, to execute properly. But there's a big part of it that you really can't teach. Mm -hmm. And I'm really interested in, you know, finding more of those people that have both, that are able to do both at a really high level. Mm-hmm. And hearing that again, I love that you've got in mind what you're looking for, but mm-hmm. taking a bunch of steps back, when you started Danny Holmes Realty, mm-hmm. what was your initial vision? And I speak to this because for a lot of people, starting a business is terrifying in the first phase. Real estate is a particularly rigorous industry if you choose to get certified and do all of the opportunities and pursue all of that. So I'm curious, just for listeners who may be thinking, okay, oh my goodness, I could never start a business or, oh my goodness, realty is really intimidating. What, what kind of, what were you looking to see? What were you looking to create when you first started Danny Holmes Realty? Yeah, well, I was a realtor for about 10 years on a large or larger team before I branched out on my own. I waited for my, my children to be in, you know, full-time school care. Um, And then when that happened, I decided it was time. And I really, at first, I just wanted to make sure I was able to service my clients to the best of my ability at that time. I I realized, okay, there's something here that's special and that there's a place for in the market and that people are really receptive to the brand. My repeat and referral business was on the right track, which lets me know that I'm on the right track. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest tells, I think, is mm-hmm. if you're doing a good job, is um, a 
repeat clients and yep. they trust you with their friends and family. It's the ultimate gift mm-hmm. and the ultimate, um, you know, testament of service essentially. Yep. So when that started happening, I thought, okay, you know, I think it's time to grow. And my first, um, my first hire was a full-time administrator and that was to free up my time and let me be more client facing. And then when it, when we realized there was still more opportunity, um, within the, within the brand and, um, within my business, then I brought on my first agent and you know she's sort of an extension of me and and we help each other out where we can and again there's still room for you know more junior agents who want to come in and have some mentorship and have some you know systems and have some guidance Mm -hmm. and you know really believe in the brand and what the brand offers and willing to learn and, and work hard it sounds really basic but I think you know working hard and being a good person is such a good foundation um for what we're then able to, you know, take over and show show the way, really. Yep. Yep. And hearing that really explains two things that I want to kind of build on. First of all, to look at the idea of starting a business and not necessarily knowing how it's going to go. Your initial response was get lots of experience in the industry. So you did a lot with other agencies. Yes. You did a lot of kind of legwork to really understand what it is that you wanted to bring. Second thing you did that was really important when navigating obstacles is you delegated or you invited in the support so you knew if I'm starting this challenging opportunity that I'm creating this amazing place having somebody with administrative skills Mm -hmm. on the team is going to make it possible for me to do some of the things that require the expertise I have so if I'm going to be committed to growing and committed to navigating this obstacle of building the successful team some of the things that I know how to do could also be done by an administrative person with a different set of skill sets. So my real passion, my absolute passion is out there. So just pulling it in, I love that sense of I'm making a path toward an obstacle that I may go over, under, around, or through, but I'm going to bring some people along with me so that the little things that I know will give me a better base get done all at the same time as my energy, my passion is driven toward that next level. Yeah, and also the people, you know, that, you know, are part of my team or that I bring on in the future, I want them to have a nice balance as well. I want them to have mm-hmm. the support and and I want them to, you know, not feel like they are, you know, work 24-7. Like the work can be divided. Yes. Um, and if you have the right people in the proper places. And I think at first I believed I was the only one that could do everything. Mm. And I realized like this process of, you know, growing the business has really taught me that, there are certain things I'm very good at and there are certain things that are better left to somebody in a different role or position that they're really good at and they don't necessarily want to be client facing or, you know, building a business or or doing, you know, social media or doing videos. Um, it's not for everybody. So I think getting really true to what I love doing and what where I am most impactful for my clients mm-hmm. and then delegating the rest. And it's not easy, mm-hmm. um, but once you've, created those positions and created that sort of job description, Mm -hmm. um, it really does free up a lot of possibility. Yep. Yep. And again, just that vision of there's this really incredibly intricate thing I want to see happen. And if I can identify all the different pieces and Mm -hmm. recognize the resources that we're bringing, it's going to be a lot easier to get us to where we need to be. So I love that you created that visual. Amazing. And now looking at your three values again, we had family, mastery and industry as they related to Danny Holmes Realty, which of these three values do you think is most connected to your grit words? I would have to say mastery. Hmm. Yeah, I would have to. Oh, I'm 
I'm really tied to that word. I think I, I never feel like I always have it all figured out and mm. I'm really, I'm thankful for that. I think that's what keeps me on my toes. I think that's what keeps me motivated if I'm, you know, constantly, you know, learning something and, yeah. and growing and I love like all things productivity. I just, <laughs> especially when you run a business, it's, it's, you know, you can get really creative with how you do certain things. And um, people ask me, oh, what do you do for fun? And, and <laughs> I really do like working on my business. Like mm -hmm. to me, that's fun. And it's not necessarily, you know, showing houses or, or doing, you know, paperwork, but it's, you know, how can we make this more efficient? Or, you mm -hmm. know, what's the best, you know, technology for this? Or, you know, how can we, sh you know, change the video script or change some, you know, technological things that could really, you know, enhance listening. I, mm -hmm. I love that. And I think that's what keeps things fresh and exciting for me mm -hmm. and essentially my team, because we we're always, you know, we have like new, new things to implement in our business and mm -hmm. it keeps things just exciting and energizing. Energizing. I, yeah, I was going to say, I feel energizing, energizing is the right word. And what I really appreciate, I appreciate a lot, and I say that pretty much every episode, but what you are an example of as a grit is in is someone whose values truly support the grit words you've chosen because so much of what you're doing when you're approaching an obstacle is considering how am I going to be more of a master of what I already know? How will I be more connected to what I do? So whether it's your gifts, I will use the gifts that I have to create the opportunity for me to master something new, whether it's integrity, whether it's anything that you're choosing to bring with you when it's time to do something yeah. hard ties to that potential of being a new version of yourself on the other side. Yeah. And that mastery for me too is it's, it changes. I go through different seasons mm -hmm. where, you know, it's very strictly business yeah. and I'm, you know, bringing on a new role or we have a really heavy, you know, spring season, but there's different seasons of life that require mastery, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, now my kids are in school and that's bringing on, you know, their activities and there's a whole, so, you know, how juggling that and juggling their emotions and things like that, or even just after a really busy season, how am I going to take care of myself and things like that. So I think it's my mastery is it's always, it's always a value, but it changes. It's very seasonal on what it is that I'm focused on for mm -hmm, sure. Mm -hmm. And would you say again, looking at your values and your grit, do most of the close relationships understand your love of mastery? So less, less, I mean, that is what I've heard you say. I hope listeners have picked up on the commitment you have to being more and learning more and just engaging with more. So do you find that most of the important relationships in your life get it, endorse it, support it? Yes. Yes. My husband knows when I might have a slow week because my, my entire house is turned over and mm. there's new systems and there's new, <laughs> everything's getting reorganized and refurnished and repainted. And so it's, it's from one, it's from one area to the next. Mm. And I think, um, people see it as, is maybe, never relaxing or never taking downtime, but that's, it's my outlet. It's mm -hmm. my, it's my jam. My jam. It's your jam. Yeah. And I appreciate you speaking to that because again, everyone does things differently. And once you know what works for you, mm -hmm. you're going to operate from there. Again, it's, it's, some people think I could never manage a full-time job that sounds like a lot more than full-time mm -hmm. and a family and all these other mm -hmm. things. But to your point, when you know what you're doing and when you know how it serves you, yeah. it doesn't have to sound good to anybody else. It just has to feel totally. right in your body. And you yeah. sound like you've got that 
Yeah, I love that. That yeah. balance, yeah? Yeah. Amazing. I'm also curious because one of the things that I appreciate most about you is your huge heart for mentorship. And I know that you're at a point in your career, which you referenced a few times, where you're looking to invest even more of your time to grow your team and support the people on it. So always looking at grit, which of your grit words will be most important as you explore ways to formalize your mentoring efforts going forward? Yeah, I, I definitely think like my G words speak to that, like goals and guidance and gifts. Mm. I think um, I I do love mentoring. I love being mentored. I, I am definitely the person that has coaches for many different things in many different areas of my life. And I mm. think that's something that I'll always have. And I would love to be, you know, a mentor for somebody who mm-hmm. wants to be in the business, whether they are, you know, new out of school or they have a great business and they just want to have a team, have the support, have the structure or somebody that really just just wants to to learn the business or wants to be part of a culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, teaching's always been something that's been a, a passion of mine or something that I've always wanted to pursue. Mm-hmm. I didn't think this is how it would kind of come about. Um, it's a more, more of a non-traditional teaching mentor style, but I it definitely speaks to me and and I want people to, you know, see their full potential and and I've done it all, I've seen it all, I've learned it all, I've mm-hmm. read it all. So if I can kind of condense that for somebody and for my team yep. um, and, you know, just pass that on, mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of value there. I love it. And so building on that same energy of really looking to see how it is that you can support existing realtors, upcoming realtors, where can people find you online? Where can people connect with you? What are your social media platforms? How do we learn more about you? It's Danny Holmes Realty on Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook. You can email me at danny at dannyholmes.ca. And my website is danny at dannyholmes.ca. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Danny. I feel like this has been an opportunity for, again, seeing a really, really big set of opportunities that might sound intimidating but when we speak to the smaller steps that's what I took away from your our conversation is that recognizing the smaller steps is sometimes the most efficient and most industrious way to never really lose sight that wait every step I take on this path is getting me Mm -hmm. and I'm going to bring as many people along as I can because I want to make sure that I'm making things possible for others and myself at the same time. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Have an amazing rest of your day and looking forward to connecting at some time in some place soon. Sounds good. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Grow My Grit podcast, hosted by Hayes Chefmeyer, is a production of Gritty Guru Company. This episode was recorded and mixed at Music Box by Jim Spiru. Music by Peter Willis. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. For more information about my book, Know, Grow, and Show Your Grit, Self-Discovery Made Simple, please visit growmygrit.com. Follow me at Grow My Grit and share this podcast on social media. Leave a review, take a screenshot of the homepage, and send it to friends or family members who will benefit from more grit.